Previously on Adventure They Wrote. Croc is good people. He's good humanoid. Tortle. Good turtle. <laughs> He's the turtle package. <laughs> Spot a trouble at a shipwright's last night, Max. If you want to keep these investigations going, if you want to keep this, and he taps where it says Waterdeep Detective Agency, then uh, keep your nose clean. If there were no drow when the city watch showed up, who took them away? It's pretty likely that, you know, the drow came back to clean up any remaining evidence of their meddling. I am the Countess Mayasethel Mistralis, here to see Frederick. And these are my associates. Hi. This looks like the house of a man who is trying to give the presentation that he is of a higher station than he is. This is uh, Maximilian. Um, He's a goblin detective. You notice a bit of a hesitation on Frederick's part as soon as he hears that you are a detective. I've already contracted an organization for my needs, and it is an ad for the Thrice Tusk Brigade. They call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the North. But underneath all that splendor, below the streets and the sewers and the daily lives of the everyday Waterdavian, there's something else. Every now and then, that seedy underbelly creeps out into the city itself. And other times, you go down and visit it. So yeah, to some, it's the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's just water deep. Welcome to another episode of Deep Trouble. I am Fletch the DM, and in this episode, I am still sick. Even though it's been two weeks for you, our glorious listener, it's only been a couple days for me and I'm still under the weather. So if it sounds like I'm trying to talk through a cough drop, it's because I am. As this episode starts, our intrepid adventurers find themselves standing before the investigation mural, recapping some of the events that have taken them here thus far. So Fletch, when we get to the agency, has the package been delivered? Yes, there is a a package tied up with a a beautiful silk ribbon just below the door. Wonderful. The Countess picks it up and and enters the room. And so she stands in front of the the investigation board and she unwraps the the package. Actually, she's going to let Max unwrap it. Uh, A gift for me? What's the occasion? Oh, it's for all of us. I'm into that. Do open it up. Max will... uh undo the silk ribbon and uh, with with the flourish and pop the top. What you see within this package is a gilded gold like painting frame to put up on the wall around the investigation board. <laughs> and she's also got a whole bunch of like satin and silk uh, red ribbons instead of the yarn that Max has been using uh, to, you know, point to the various Uh, trains of thought. Max meticulously replaces yarn (laughs) with silk (laughs) going from Chulton artifacts to Kalashite boys to Moonshay Isles to Dagger Scrimshaw to (laughs) Docks (laughs) Luskin ships. (laughs) Yes, and and the tacks are are also uh, you know, like they've They've got jewels on them, I think, or or at least like fake gem, like little gem, like cheap gemstones. And uh, she's going to put up uh, very proudly 
on one point um, the advertisement that she got from Frederick. Ah, perfect. And then she stands back, stands back with her hands on her hips and (laughs) says, now that looks like investigative artwork now, doesn't it? It's our own bidet. Or what was what was the name of the artist that Frederick mentioned? I, I don't think that's right. <laughs> oh, Max. I imagine this is one Max, but he's saying that, but he's shoving all of the extra pieces because he's a goblin, so he wants to keep it for later because, you know, goblins hoard things. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. All of the yarn is going back into the box. <laughs> All right. So, here's what we've got. Our suspect in the murder of Gruckin Ass... (laughs) 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 Gruckin Ass... It's such a hard name to say. (laughs) That's actually less ominous than... Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Our suspect in the murder of Gruckin Axehaft in the center of our mural. We started with the fires in the South Ward. There were some moneyed buyers. There were starting fires in the homes and businesses that wouldn't sell out. We've got Gruckin at the Jade Dancer, where... We found out that he was having an affair of some sort with Trieste. The thrice-tusked brigade was outside of Trieste's apartment. We were given the address of the Stonemast shipyard by Croc. We found Luskin ships there that were ordered by Gruckin Axehaft and are now being taken over by Odra Dyersbane, our client... We found out that the Kalashite boys were trafficking in Chilton artifacts that we also found at Stonemass Shipyard. And we were attacked by Drow at the docks. And now we need to add our fine noble gentleman, Frederick, and his connection to the fires in the South Ward because they're trying to buy up all the property and take it over. Does that sound like we have everything? I think we also need to add Emery in there somewhere, Max. Oh, right. He was the one that was the boss of the Thrice Tusk Brigade. Emery. Is he the person that is on the advertisement for the TTB? That is a great question. The advertisement for the TTB just has kind of a generic citizen smiling and giving a thumbs up <laughs> while a mercenary in the background is beating up some kind of thug, like a generic thug. There's no one actually in the advertisement with, like, a name. What kind of contact information does it have available? It has an address. Which ward is the address in? The Trader's Ward. Got it. Well, folks, I think we've got a few ideas. Do we want to go down to the docks and check out the big investment opportunity for the Countess... Or should we try to make a connection in the Trader's Ward? Yeah, you know, we can do all that or we can, you know, head to Undermountain. That's where the drow with the corruption are. That's right. I do miss home. (laughs) Do we know of a safe way 
in to the Undermountain, um, the Countess asks. Oh, there's plenty of ways in, Gilly says. You know, uh, just ask around enough, you'll find one. I hear one of them is the yawning portal. Well, if you look here on the board, I found a specific door. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't quite assessed the, the safety of that of that area, though, have we? But we don't have to go. It doesn't seem too safe to me. But some of you have some connections there. I may have spent some time underneath the city of Waterdeep. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can find somebody I know. Yeah, you know a handful of people in the Undermount. I should provide a, a little bit of backstory here because I think I did this way, way back in episode one. But under normal circumstances, the riffraff of Waterdeep is kind of kept to uh, Skullport, which is the city in Undermountain. Uh, in this version of Waterdeep, that riffraff has kind of spilled up, and that's where this organized crime has come from, and that's why there's a need for independent detective agencies, because the city guard is sort of taxed with uh, this rise in crime. But yeah, Talia Celine has spent uh, significant time with enough of the kind of criminal seedy underbelly uh, that she does have connections in Skullport. Well, how adventurous is everyone feeling today? The one thing about, the, you know, going out and looking for the drow is, you know, well, if we need to, you know, use some other interrogation methods with them, um, you know, things can get a little more loose down there. Just saying. That is... I got this fancy new dagger. That's assuming that you guys can roll higher than like a six or a seven on your intimidation checks. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, snap. DM burn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 23 is incoming. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose I, if, we, if we're heading down to the Undermountain, I, I ought to... Um, changed my attire. Yeah, I don't think this uh, getup is going to work so well down there for me either. Gilly uh, goes over to the hat rack, grabs another hat, puts it on, and says, I'm ready to go when you are. <laughs> Why don't you guys give us, like, eh, a couple minutes, and then we'll take off? Dorn seems to be stealing himself. He gets seems to get ready. <laughs> there's, there's, like, sweat. Yeah. We can go soon. Poor <laughs> 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 <No>, Doran. <laughs> I think the, what the Countess is going to do, I, I believe that um, the drow in, in some of this area dress kind of fanciful, like, swashbucklers. So that is the outfit that you're going to see her in. Her, her perception of what she anticipates mm -hmm. Skullport to be like, like a Pirates of Penzance style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, pirate shirt, um, short short cape. It's all silk and satin. Um, a, ha a broad brimmed hat with a with a feather in it. Yeah, I think Celine is gonna go into circus mode. So she's gonna put on like her bodysuit, but then add like leather armor on top of it because <laughs> she's got to be flexible. And I think if it comes down to it, the Countess will uh, will still say, stay in the same outfit, but. Um, she'll use disguise help, disguise self to uh, change her features to look like a drow. So it's not too much of a stretch, but it's mm. a good idea. Hmm. Okay. Is there something the countess is doing? Like, is she gonna like, you know, like be the ones bringing the 
the surface folk down or something like that? Or is there some sort of cover story? That could be one plan because we do have that ring. Yeah. Um, we could also try to use the dagger as like to try to get somebody to tell us something with it, like bribe them, see if they'd be interested in investing in it. Or skip it altogether and just go with uh, Pass Without Trace for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until we get caught. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Fl- Fletch, um, wh- we had seen that the drow that were on the surface had some sort of corruption on their skin. Can you elaborate on what we had seen before? I know that um, Celine had mm-hmm. flailed off part of one of uh, the drow's skin, but... I saved it. It's dry now. Mm, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. going to pin that to the board? Yeah. <laughs> now it's a masterpiece. <laughs> multimedia. She, yeah, she keeps trying to pin that up to the mural, and Max keeps, like, slapping it down. That's gross. Don't put it up there. Ew. He's trying to combat the, the perception of goblins enough already. He doesn't need dried humanoid skin pinned to his investigation. The constable comes up and what's that? We don't need any drought jerky in here, really. <laughs> okay, so uh, the corruption that was noticed was actually only noticed on one drow. Uh, you don't know for sure if it was on the other two. Uh, and the sort of backstory of that is actually not mine to share. That would be on uh, Brad. Yes. Um, well, our party has probably had conversations about it already, but the whole reason that Doran is in Waterdeep is he was investigating corruption that he found out in the forests outside of Waterdeep. And so he was looking for it because a corrupt cabal of druids... Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Had defiled his forest. Interesting. And you bl- and Doran believes it's the same corruption. Uh, the investigation that he did on it uh, indicated so. Yeah. Okay. So while he's terrified of Undermountain, he also needs to go in there. I- I'm for supporting Doran. Did Doran um, ever share what type of like devastation occurred in the area? Like, was it, like, dying trees, or was it animal? Like, how much did it affect? Uh, It was pretty extensive in his forest area. It was killing trees and giant spiders and other wildlife creatures. It's pretty massive. It's got the spiders, too. All right, well, I think I'm ready to go. Do you emerge from your, like, changing screen or whatever? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, like, pop out. (laughs) Do a little tumble, because I can. Because I'm in my... Circus gear. The countess sort of like uh, <laughs> takes out her scepter and just like <laughs> swishes it around. Can you tell me how you'd like to make your approach into Undermountain and Skullport? Do you want to take the door that Doran found uh, in his pastry hunt, or do you want to use the yawning portal? Uh, does Gilly have his own path that maybe he uses uh, to distribute the Waterdeep underpress into Undermountain? Um, tell me how you want to get down there. I think we should go for using the door that Doran found. Yeah, if there's clues there. That's what Yeah. Yeah, that's what Gilly that's what Gilly would push for. I agree. Selene would probably do the same. Yeah, the Countess would agree as well. Do you want to make a uh, kind of stealthy approach down, or do you want to sort of swagger in 
I kind of like the Countess trying to pull one over on him as a drow if she's comfortable. <laughs> yes, uh, the Countess can, when we when we get closer, uh, cast Disguise Self uh, to look more like a drow, and uh, and if Max is okay with it, um, she'll bring she'll bring that signet ring. Sounds good to me. I think that um, what Gilly would pull for is uh, since Doran discovered that door, it might be one of the lesser used entrances down into Undermountain. Mm. And therefore, we might start out kind of being a little bit stealthier. Sure. Just to just to kind of not tip our hand and just like, hey, where'd you guys come from? Oh, we, yeah, we came from uh, the Yawning Portal like everyone else. No, you didn't. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, then, and then when we get into an area where we think, okay, now we can make an approach, right? When we get to Skull port proper then then we can kind of kick it into sort of more of a deception mode yeah sounds like a good idea let's do it who's got the lowest uh, stealth amongst us hmm. i have a plus three on mine not i mine's two but i can boost it by changing forms mm-hmm. you might even want to go into like a little rat or something so that you can sort of follow the countess i don't know if they would necessarily notice it as much. I think, I or think, another skittering creature. I think Doran's ready to turn into the largest form he knows the second there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> just something, it doesn't even have to be good, just really big. Just a giant. <laughs> I mean, is there something bigger than a giant spider? They are big. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Giant spiders, I think, are what, medium-sized? No, they're large-sized. Or they're large? Okay, so they're the size of a horse. I thought horses were medium-sized. You've got bear form now, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, bear form, but it's not as strong. Yeah. Besides, it's Undermountain. Makes the most sense, right? Well, it's a little more obvious, but giant spider. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. When we get in there, the Countess will, will whisper a little prayer and um, and give herself blessing of the trickster then. And just to be clear, Fletch, like we're going to Skullport, which is way below. Like, this is going to be a long endeavor to get to Skullport, right? Skullport uh, is on the third level of Undermountain. Yep. So it could take us a little while to get there. Once we get close, Kat, I'm also going to cast Bardic Inspiration on you. Thank you. So it sounds like we're in for a little bit of dungeon delving, huh? It's about time. Yeah. Not so bad after all. Actually, it's a really nice (laughs) trip. Very scenic. <laughs> it's a fun, like, yeah. Uh. Not a lot of problems. Really gorgeous scenery. <laughs> How long does it take to get? Uh, and do we get all the way down to Skullport just from there? Well, we have to. We have to find. We have to find our way from level one. Level one is probably where we'll start. Then we have to find our way to level two, and then we have to find our way to level three, and then find our way to Skullport there. Um, remind me again. Why are we going to Skullport? It's where the drower from. That were on the surface. And how do we know that? Doran followed the scent of the corruption that we found when I skinned the guy's arm. Right. But he followed that to an entrance to Undermountain. There's nothing speci- nothing specific about Skullport, right? So we could just follow the trail of the scent, if that's possible, from the door down. I was sort of expecting to do that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Skullport just got thrown in there, and I don't know where that came from. That might be a misperception on my point, because my understanding was that Undermountain in its entirety is basically like a big dungeon, and that the only point of habitation within Undermountain is Skullport. And so 
my thought process was it wouldn't be safe to assume that an assassin came from like just some random corner of Undermountain. If he was in Undermountain, it was because he was in Skullport. Skullport is um, really the only major like settlement, and they do have connections with Waterdeep, right? I mean, there is trade that goes back and forth from time to time. You can take. There are routes down there that uh, are more direct, and then there are routes that are going to be more circuitous and go through, you know, the dungeon itself. Got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's uh, 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 too much of a stretch. Although it is possible, like Jason was saying, um, you know, that these could be renegade drow that happen to just be living, like just under the surface of Waterdeep like in some of the catacombs in like maybe the first level of Undermountain, um, because that's also a place where like a lot of uh, criminals will hang out there. Right. Uh, because it was just not, it's not like super dangerous there, but you know, you know, people can live there, but it's not really like, you know, a really nice place to live. Yeah. My understanding was that there were like little pockets of like criminal settlements, um, in some of the tunnels and entrances leading into Undermountain. Yeah. But not necessarily in Undermountain proper, besides Skullport. But the reason why we wanted to go down there is we wanted to go ahead and and figure out the connection the Drow had to um, the shipyard and the docks and why they were there and why they were sending assassins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get back to Max's point, why would we go down there? Because we we want to figure out what they're what they're like. The Drow being involved in this is a pretty big deal, like like uh, a bigger deal, I think, than. And sort of your run-of-the-mill kind of like, hey, you know, this person is, you know, betraying this person and, you know, decided to do this thing, you know, for whatever profit or motivation they have. You know, the drow being involved uh, uh, signifies this is, this is a bigger deal. Yeah, they're hired assassins. Right. Especially if there is a, a drow house involved, that's pretty powerful. Right, in which case, you know, that could be a really big threat to the surface world. Which is also uh, supported by the how freaked out that person was by the ring. Yeah. Right, right. Right, right, right. Yes, I'm all about it. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't putting the cart before the horse by jumping straight into Skullport. Uh, last question before we start. Do we, the group, know about the ring or did the Countess keep that to herself? I cannot remember. The Countess told, uh, messaged Max to hide the ring because it was dangerous and not wear it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and Kat, did I tell you what was on the ring too? No, I don't think so. It was, it, it was just described as a signet ring, a drow signet ring. Yeah. I, I remember she made a copy of it in like a, a wax seal. And then when she brought it to the antique place, they reacted very negatively. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Did I have you roll a perception check on it? That I can't remember. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Is a 9, 10, 11, 12. It's a tree. It's a tree. <gasps> a tree symbol. <laughs> That's on my charm bracelet. Is there a significance to the tree? I don't know, but all I can remember is from my youth, I have like flashbacks and... Some kind of tree folk have something to do with me losing my family and ending up in the circus. Hmm. Does Dorian know anything about the tree symbol? Nope, just a regular old tree. <laughs> I call shenanigans. 
No shenanigans. I'm the DM. I get to say whatever I want. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, everyone is ready now, yes? That's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. So you approach the, the door that uh, Doran had found previously, and this is like a sort kind of a, like a ramshackle door in the trade ward. Fletch? Yes. Is this like actually an opportunity for us to, you know, maybe do a marching order? <laughs> do we need a marching order? Uh, you could absolutely do a marching order. Oh, yes. We need a marching order. This is so great. Uh, Gilly, Gilly is really excited. Yeah, marching order. Yeah, let's do it. So Gilly suggests that Max goes first. Uh, okay. Because Max is the, is the investigator, so he's probably good at checking for traps and stuff like that. Those little tiny goblin hands. <laughs> I'm ready. Plus, you can see in the dark, and I can't see in the dark real well. Yeah, I'll go first. I can see in the dark. I can back him up. And you can see over me. So Max and then Celine. Gilly's happy to take either take up the back, but he's going to need a light source. Well, if we're in dark areas, so it's true. <laughs> um, he'll need to pull out a torch or something like that. Do you think the um, a detective agency would have had like some small lantern or something for this situation? I'm going to say yes. We have a bullseye lantern that's ready to go. Like a hood hooded lantern, so you could like. I can throw some dancing lights in it if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> Because that way, if, if we're if we need to, you know, dim it, we can. Uh huh. Well, I'll take up the middle. All right. The countess will be in the. Would Gilly like to go ahead of the countess, or or stay behind her? You know, I can I can go in back. It's it's fine. Uh, you know, I, I I you know when I get going, I can move pretty fast, so it's all right. Very good. I wouldn't want to obstruct your view, though. Ah, uh, don't worry. I can get around you real easy. <laughs> And is Doran in spider form, or is that going to be later? He's ready, man, but not yet. <laughs> Loud noise, bam, spider form time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was that? Oh, we just closed the door. That's, not, that's all. We're in like a really small hole or something, and then suddenly there's just a giant spider on top of all of us. Sorry, party members. <laughs> You're getting pushed. That's the kind of... <laughs> the spider's more terrified than the rest of us. <laughs> We're all just screaming in each other's faces. <laughs> all, all eight of its eyes are like wide open, flailing around in terror. Okay, so Max, Celine, Doran, Countess, and Gilly. That's the marching order. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so you find a door. Uh, this is the door that Doran found when he was out hunting pastries. And it is kind of like a ramshackle door set into the side of a business. Uh, it's not locked. Uh, there's no guard posted. And it just kind of leads down into the darkness, uh, you know, with a set of really rickety looking stairs the way any set of stairs might descend down into a cellar. I would like to investigate to make sure that we're uh, on the up and up here. So you're looking for traps, issues with the stairs, that kind of stuff? Correct. Okay, roll your investigation check. That is a seven on the dice, 13 total. Everything looks pretty good. There's no traps. Uh, you can see that there's dust on the stairs, but it has been recently disturbed. 
Um, and the stairs look of relatively sound quality, too. It doesn't look like they're going to collapse under the weight of any of the members, especially because all of you are so slight to begin with. All right. Um, can I tell how how long ago this dust has been disturbed? Uh, what it looks like is relatively recent use and consistent use after a long period of not being used. So a lot of dust collected, and then the stairs have been used quite a bit recently, so there's still dust like around the edges and stuff, um, but a bunch of footprints have uh, stomped through in recent weeks and months. Got it. Okay. I will uh, start to head down. Selena's going to kind of lean over Max as he's like starting to go in and say, can you see any blood in there? Dark vision is uh, usually black and white, so... Um, do I see any blood in there? There is no blood in there that you can see. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. There will be. <laughs> Funny guy. Oh. <laughs> Someone's getting ahead of themselves. <laughs> I'm going to try to sneak behind him. I don't want to just like start walking down. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I feel like we're all going stealthy. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. not doing that tiptoe thing, are we? Oh yeah, no, this is Scooby Doo, like yeah, <laughs> the Scooby Scooby Doo tiptoe. Definitely. Uh, everyone, roll your stealth checks, and then I'm gonna go in marching order. So Max, what was your stealth check? Fifteen total. Celine, your stealth check. Twenty. Doran. Eleven. Countess. Countess needs a second. Dice down. No. Oh, no. Gilly. 18. It rolled under the yoga ball. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> At least it wasn't a D4. If it was a D4, we heard, would have heard like a pop <laughs> no. and then a balloon whizzing through the air and cat going with it. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, the Countess got a 12. Did you roll with advantage because of... Uh, Blessing of the Trickster? Yeah. Yes. That was the higher that was the higher roll. Great, actually relatively stealthy considering the circumstances. So as I said, this these stairs lead down as if they were leading down into a cellar, except they kind of just keep going. Um, you know, well past the point that you would have been in kind of a basement or like a lower level of the street. They just sort of like seem to descend down into the earth. Uh, kind of endlessly and just about the time that you would start to expect that or start to worry that maybe they do just keep going and there's some kind of magical stairs that don't have any end and this is cursed and you're in some kind of weird twisted fever dream uh, you see a door it, it just turns and there's like a door a very unassuming door and it's closed Max would like to check the door for traps Roll to check the door for traps. All right. I'm going to be using uh, investigation. That's a 13 on the dice. So 19 total. 19 total. There are no traps. No traps that you can see. I would like to listen at the door to see if there's anything on the other side. Um, Go ahead and roll your perception check. Dun, dun, dun. It's a seven on the dice. 12 total. 
You can hear like very muffled voices on the other side of the door. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're raised or agitated or anything like that. You can just hear voices and you can't really discern how many voices are in there. I will pass that information along to the group. Gilly's just going to sort of, you know, whisper to Max, at least loud enough for him to hear, um, if he knows um, what kind of language they're speaking. What was your perception roll? Uh, Twelve. You can discern that they are speaking common. All right. Uh, what are they, are they saying anything that I would uh, of note? You can't really make out what it is they're saying. You can just make out random words here and there. Uh, and it seems like they might be talking about the descending quality of Cholton meat pies in the South Ward. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, my. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> this place is worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, turn around and look at our little group of investigators and and sort of motion for us to flank the doorway so that as I open it, there's not line of sight to all of us. And then I would like to kind of peek, like open the door a crack and peek in. So there's room on either side of the door for maybe one person to kind of get along the side. Um, and not be seen, uh, not have line of sight, but the other three would have to be visible uh, as soon as the door opens. Fletch? Yeah. Is there something that I can climb? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the time if I can climb. <laughs> Actually, yeah. If you wanted if you wanted to also hide, you could like stretch your arms and legs out. You know how people do that? Yes. Where they like put At their the hands top. against one wall and their feet against the other wall and then they kind of like walk <laughs> their way up with their hands and feet. And I'm absolutely like holding my hands over my head right I'm now and minding it to no one. There's no one here. The dogs are looking at me like I'm crazy. You could do that, but it would not serve a tactical purpose other than concealing your presence from the people in the room. Okay, so I can't surprise them by jumping down on them if they happen to come out or anything. Well, they would have to come out. That would presume that you would lure them out for that purpose. Okay. All right. I'm also wondering, how thick is the door frame? It's actually a pretty solid door. Um, the door itself is uh, a couple inches thick. Uh, you don't really have any idea how thick the door frame is. What I'm really trying to get at is, is there something should I need to enter the room quickly I can grab onto and swing? The door jam? Kind of jump forward. Trapezing here. Oh, like swing from the, the trim at the top of the door? Yeah. Yeah, you could do yeah. that. That sounds fun. Okay. I think what the Countess is going to do is, since she's taller than Doran and Gilly, she could stand behind Max uh, to give them cover and use her her hat to sort of shadow her face and just look like a figure that's on its own, um, sort of looming behind Max, if need be. Yes. So with the height of the stairs, could Doran just back up like five feet and not be visible from the, the door? He'll just back up a bit. Okay. He's ready to go. He's only five feet behind, but... It looks like he's just walking away, though. Just backing up like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back to the forest now. He stops. 
All right, I'm going to pop the door open and uh, and peek inside. So you're going to try to open it like really slowly to to sort of get like a... Uh, and a quietly, yes. Okay, so you go to push the door open a little bit and it screeches like an ungodly amount l- loudly and echoing through the halls and stairs. In that case, I'm just going to stride in like I own the place. Okay. You stride in to the room. Roll uh, roll a perception check. It's a 17 on the dice, so 22 total. You are a step and a half into the room when you recognize the drow that escaped you at Stonemast's shipwright kind of sitting at one end of a room. He's kind of sitting back against... Uh, a brick wall almost tolerating barely tolerating the conversation of four uh, humans in really scruffy clothes they don't look very well kept at all Uh, and he's you know extra disdainful of these guys so you stride in you recognize him immediately and he recognizes you at the same time well this is certainly awkward I'm guessing we're going to have some combat next episode. (laughs) We'll see. You'll have to tune in to episode number 12 of Deep Trouble. Hello there. It's Jason, your producer, and also Max the Goblin Detective. Much like Fletch in the recording, I am also coming down with a cold, so I apologize for my sniffles and nasally sound. I also apologize that this episode was up a little bit late. But if you're not listening to it on Wednesday, January 16th, 2019, it doesn't really matter, does it? (laughs) Hey, once again, just like I do every week, I would like to say thank you to you for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. We really love all the support that we've been getting. It's been super fun putting together this noir-themed adventure, and I am really excited to see where we go next. As I also say at the end of every episode, I would love to give another shout out and huge thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use all of their sounds. So check them out, tabletopaudio.com. All of Tim's stuff is free to use if you wish, and you can also support them on Patreon, and you can find all of that at tabletopaudio.com. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next time for more mystery. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 AdventureTheyWrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it, and we really encourage that, but you can't make any changes to it, and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions, visit creativecommons.org. 